Oh, welcome to episode 197 of Fergo and the Freak. I'm that bloke from Rugby League Project, Andrew Ferguson. You can find me on Twitter, at AndrewRLP. Joining me as always is the Peacant League Freak. You can find on Twitter, at League Freak. How you going there, mate? I'm going very well. I haven't been to Kashula, so it's always positive. Well, it's actually not a positive, because if I'd gone to Kashula, I would be positive, but I haven't, so I'm negative. The problem you do have, though, mm-hmm. is that you do know someone and that's all you need to do you just you do know someone who lives in victoria yeah that's true so you're probably positive right now yeah well you know i've seen the media that's how it works yeah that's how it works um how how is the coronavirus going for you there um well there i don't know how it started but there was a pub that got it down in near the Campbelltown region and um you know everyone's freaking out about that a little bit but apart from that, it's all right. Like I'm not, uh, I'm not going out too much when I don't have to. But I'm, I am going to the shops and stuff still. But I think we're going to go back into a, a almost a lockdown. It's just my feeling. Yeah, we're, I'm, I'm in my first, my first genuine week of lockdown at the moment. Mm-hmm. I don't know what people complain about. It's pretty sweet, hey. I've been watching footy, been doing stuff on Rugby League projects, been playing yep. PlayStation games a fair bit. What PlayStation game? Oh, whatever whatever I can find. I've been trying to give everything a go. A bit of uh, Gran Turismo, Grand Theft mm-hmm. Auto Five, um, the new SpongeBob SquarePants game. Oh, jeez. NBA Live. Oh, just whatever I can find. Spider-Man? Have you got Spider-Man? Nah, I don't have Spider-Man. Oh, I, I considered getting a PlayStation just to get Spider-Man the game. But I think I'll wait for the next two to come out and I'll just buy both. I've got a few more coming this week, I think, so... Yeah. I've been playing No Man's Sky. Have you ever heard of that game? I've heard of it. Haven't played it, though. Yeah, when it came out, it was a disaster and everyone hated it and went crazy because they'd promised a lot and stuff. But then they improved it over the next three years. So I jumped into it recently, got it for free, and uh, it's a really chilled game. It's kind of where I'm at with my game, and I like to just chill, listen to some music, and you just explore the universe. It's pretty good. So it's kind of like the Rugby League live games but without the improvement at the end. Yeah. Yeah, it's like it, it's it's like... It starts off shit, but then it improved, unlike the rugby league games where it's like, oh, this is barely better than E.T.'s rugby league. That was a classic, that one. Yeah, it was good. I'd still enjoy E.T.'s rugby league. Absolutely. Now, um, it's man, it feels like ages since we lost an episode. Yeah, it does. Um, how it's long has it been? About a five, week and a half, something? It's been five days since we had an episode come out, and it's been a full week since we last did one together. Yeah, that feels weird, doesn't it? Yeah, I'm. I, I told I'm people hoping that everyone's coping okay. I, you know what's funny? When I was doing the ones that you weren't on, because you were busy, right? Yeah. And and you know what people are like, and and I just knew people would be like, "Oh, what's going on? Oh, something's going on." And I, I expected somebody to message us about it, but they didn't. Maybe no. our listeners aren't fuckwits like most people in the world. I think it's more a fact that no one gives a shit about me. No, that's not the case. Oh, that went that went to a dark place pretty quick. Yeah. Like, <laughs> don't bring your insecurities here, man. I got my own. That's okay. It's all good. <laughs> um, speaking of insecurities, let's get into the news. Excellent. 
Um, news today. Dean Pay and the Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs have come to a mutual agreement whereby he leaves the club. Um, I, I like what Dean Pay did. He's like, listen, he's fucking around. I'm not fucking going to tolerate it for any longer. Make a decision. And they didn't even really publicly make a decision to sack him, but they started making inquiries, and he was like, fuck you. Deal with this shit yourselves. I'm out of here. Yeah. Um, the interesting thing I saw was there was this one very amusing line in a uh, an, an article on the NRL website about it saying that the Bulldogs are trying to find someone to um, help improve the stability at the club. And went, hang on, didn't you just create the instability by getting rid of your coach? Yeah. And doing it at a time where, like, it doesn't... Say they got Craig Bellamy tomorrow, right? Mm. They're not going to improve. They haven't got any talent. No. I like the fact, though, that they decided that in order to fix a problem, they decided to create the problem first so they could mm. fix it. Yeah. I guess it's genius, really, in a way. It is. It's, it's, it's the sort of reverse genius that makes you completely understand why they're chasing Trent Barrett. Yeah. Um... Well, you know, I mean, we've said everything that really needs to be said about Trent Barrett. Fucking, I don't know why he just has been ordained as a coach because every time he gets an opportunity, he just shows he can't coach. Like he went to, he literally went to the Seagulls, made them worse, caused drama, whinged, left, and then a coach that's career was dead set over in Des Hasler comes in, and they improved. I think that says everything. Improved. Immediately yeah. improved. Yeah. Like, um, with less talent to use. So I'm, I'm trying to figure out, okay, because this is going to happen. Yeah. What kind of um, pathetic, unimportant things is Trent Barrett going to complain about when the results don't go his way? Because, you know, at, at Manly, he whinged about the furniture. Mm. Um, do, you, do you think he might complain about the quality of the train station at Belmore? And this proximity to the ground as being part of the problem. The players keep getting distracted by fucking XPTs coming from down south through that line. Yeah, the um, old rattlers going through, making a bit of a noise that puts them off their kicks. Yeah. Maybe, the, I mean, the parking is pretty good there for a training day. Um, what would he complain? You know what I think his eventual complaint will be? That it's that he, he couldn't change the culture of the club. I think that's what it'll end up being. Like, I think he'll fail, and then he'll say, oh, it's just a culture. I couldn't change the culture at the Bulldogs. Because <laughs> clubs are like yogurt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Look, um, it's so weird. Like, you, you know when you've got a problem is when a club thinks that it's different for some reason. So yeah. the Bulldogs are like, oh, yeah, but we're the Bulldogs. We're a family club. And you've seen it at Penrith. It's like, uh, not Penrith, it's uh, the Broncos right now where people are saying, this this just isn't part of what being a Broncos about, losing games. And it's like, shut the fuck up, <laughs> fucking dickheads. Yeah. Um, I'm, if it's not going to be the train station, I reckon Trent Barrett might complain about the poor quality stationery that's in the office. Yeah, the stationery. Because that'll impact his ability to put out a good team name. You know, all the pens might be low on ink, so he's got to just select players who've got really short names. Yeah, well, at least he doesn't have to write down Ockenbore anymore because how the fuck he could spell it? I, I look at it and I just see a jumble of words. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's Ockenbore. I know that. Um, but, yeah. Well, 
Actually, that, that leads us to another bit of news we completely forgot about is Jaden Ockenbaugh and um, oh, Roman Faitalamarino, was it? No. What's his name? Uh, oh, I was talking to... Talking it was one of those double-barreled names. Today. Yeah, it's a, I think it's a three-barrel name. It'll be your hero. I've got the website open. Let's have a look here. God damn it. What's his name? Uh, come on, come on, come on, come on. <laughs> this is great podcasting. This we're, is... Yeah, we're experts, eh? Hey? Corey Harawira Naira. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that his name? Yeah. That's the one. I, I couldn't even find, I didn't even find the thing, but yeah. Because I was talking about it yesterday with Katie. But anyway, okay. go on. Apologies to Roman Fatale Mariner. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that was all my fault. You had nothing to do with it. Uh, yeah, Corey Aronira and uh, Jaden Ockenbaugh, after being stood down and pretty much deregistered by the NRL over the schoolgirl incident on the Central Coast, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, um, it was further up north. Was it Coffs Harbour? North, north Central Coast. <laughs> you know, anything north, anything north of Gosford, it's like, yeah, up there. It should be in the also known as the Bulldogs, you know, black zone. Don't yeah, go near exactly. it. Yeah, exactly. The um, uh, anyway, after that incident up there, they both got deregistered, but the NRL has now had to overturn those after they lost in a appeal. Yeah, and so they are now they. I believe they remain sacked. But they can't be deregistered, and there's right. like they've put in a a ban on both players and a fine. Um, the ban's different, but it, it's an interesting one. I, look, if I, the way I look at it, if and there'll be people that are saying, "Oh, the Bulldogs should bring him back." If I'm the Bulldogs, right or wrong, whatever they've done, or legal or illegal, they lost uh, millions of dollars in sponsorship over it, and just that alone is enough to sack a player. I reckon. Yep, I wouldn't be bringing them back. No need for them. Um, yeah. Plus, it helps with their salary cap. You get those two out of the way. I yeah. don't think they're on much, but they're two less players you've got to worry about having in your cap, so that always helps. It's some money that they can give to Trent Barrett to piss away on some fucking friends of his. And some new pens. Yeah. Um, now, there's talk that... I think Ockenbohr has got a four- or five-week suspension, whereas um, Harawira and Nero, I think, complain... It's not this week, next week. Um but there's already talk that a few clubs are chasing him. I don't yeah. know of anyone chasing Ockenbaugh, though, because, I mean, wingers are a dime a dozen. You can get them anywhere. Yeah, and, so, and these situations were a little bit different, too. There was... I, I spent about... I think I wrote down seven minutes watching NRL 360 yesterday. Yeah. Um, it was Monday night, which is um, traditionally known as old morons yelling at one another. Mm-hmm. Um, great night. And they're talking about the Canberra Raiders have had. Um, I've got to deal with Josh Hodgson going down with a season-ending knee injury. Yeah, and they said to Paul Kent, "Are they a chance? Are the Canberra Raiders a chance um, in the 2020 season?" And Kent's mm. response was, "When we're discussing the fact they've lost a hooker, was if they get Harawira near, they might be. He he can't play hooker. What? What would they yeah. do?" That? Okay, I've got a question for you. Good work, Kenty. It just proves you don't actually watch the game. Okay, here's a question for you. Okay. Now, Mm -hmm. I thought about this. This is a good one. We could have done a whole podcast about this. We probably will now. Probably. (laughs) Okay, so you are the Canberra Raiders. You've Uh got a lot there that's pretty good. 
but you've just lost the hooker, and I think that I, th- I think that he was a problem for them anyway. But you've just lost your hooker. Your halfback is no good. And we, I think that's been proven. George Williams, he ain't an NRL halfback. But you've got this big problem in your team that you don't know how to fix right now. Just say they went to the St. George Illawarra Dragons and said, we want you to pay 40% of Ben Hunt's salary and we'll cop the rest and you give us Ben Hunt on 600000 bucks a year, but you've got to carry 400000 of it. And they get Ben Hunt as a halfback. And then they move George Williams into the hook and roll. Do the do the Dragons say no to that? Dragons say yes to that. I think so too, right? And then, on top of that, does that make the Raiders a better team? Um, I think it makes the Raiders similar to what they already are. Like with Hodgson playing. I don't okay. think it makes them better without Hod. Like, yeah, I don't think it makes them any better if they're full strength with Hodgson in the side. Okay, but here's the thing, all right? Now you've got a halfback in Hunt, who I think he's been. I think the criticism of him at the Dragons is silly, right? I, I think that he's the scapegoat, or as uh, Candace Warner would say, the escape goat. So, I, I think that. If I'm the uh, the Raiders, I've now sorted out my halfback. He's on unders at six hundred thousand. You're not getting a, a half decent halfback for that much money, right? And Ben Hunt, you could say, is a half decent halfback. And I think George Williams would be way better as a hooker in the NRL because his his kicking game is not too bad. His running game is really really good, and I think defensively he could he could cop the workload. And I think that what it would allow them to do is to, I think Hodgson's time's done, right? And I think it lets them be a stable team immediately and it fixes a problem. Because I think that right now they're they're not a contender at all with what they've got, especially now that they've got to find a hooker. And I think that that move would be a good one for them. But it would just be up to the Dragons having to eat a $400,000 shit sandwich for a few more years. And I think they do that, as you say. Yeah, I think the Dragons would take it um, pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. It's it's not it's not the worst idea I've heard. It's actually not too bad at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I suppose an alternate option was that they go up to the the Raiders go up to the Titans and say, you know, you've got Nathan Peets and Mitch Rain there. Which one do you want us to take? Yeah, like and that's that's going to be probably a cheaper and easier way out uh-huh. than getting a genuine nine at the club. And I think if you've got a genuine nine who's who's very good at what they do, yeah, it makes it makes Williams's job a lot easier. I think we've, what we found out with Williams is that when Hodgson is playing in a pack that's being um, contained, then Hodgson doesn't go forward as well, puts a bit more playmaking pressure on Williams, and that's where he struggled. Whereas I think having a genuine nine there, like Rain or Pete especially, I think that would be an upgrade on Hodgson. See, I think that you could put Cameron Smith in at hooker at the Canberra Raiders. It's not going to make Williams do what he needs to do as a halfback. He gets tackled too many times on the last, which is just a cardinal sin, and he does it a bunch of times every game. His kicking game is all right, but when he goes missing, it's all up to, uh, what's his name, the 5'8". Jack Whiten. 
Jack White, and yeah, yeah, it, it's up to him. And he's not a playmaker at all. He's a ball runner. And I just think that they need somebody that can do the playmaking abil- the playmaking things. And they didn't have it at hooker, and they didn't have it at halfback. And I think if you get somebody like I think Rain would be good if you just needed a, a hooker. But I still think you've still got that problem at halfback. And I think if they got Hunt, that would fix that problem. And that's just my point of view. And I'm completely tossing it up. I'm not basing it on anything. But that's what I would look at if I was the Raiders. I think that that would work for everyone. It's not a bad one. The alternative is they get Benji Marshall. And I don't think the Tigers are giving him up considering they just dropped, um, what's his name? Yeah, there's, talk, there's talk that Luke Brooks is going to be dropped this week after he missed uh, nine tackles on the weekend, apparently. Yeah, and um, he missing in attack. He was nowhere. To be honest, if we're going to be... I, I, I don't believe that Michael Maguire is dropping Haas purely because of their defense, because no one picks Haas based on their defensive ability. Yeah. I think there's a little bit more to it. I think there's a bit more to it as to why Benji was dropped, and I think it might have been just because he wanted to see... If there was something in in Reynolds that was mm-hmm. worth hanging on to, mm-hmm. and so he's given him a, a genuinely good run, um, and so now he wants to try a few different halves combinations because I don't think Michael Maguire is looking at the Tigers this year thinking, yeah, we deserve to be in the top eight and challenging for a spot in the finals. Mm-hmm. I think he's still trying to find out which pieces to keep at the club for next year and beyond. Yeah, because the end of this year and the end of next year, he's going to start losing some of those horrible, very expensive signings that um, Cleary brought into the club. Yeah. And that's going to give him a lot of salary cap space to work with, which he's yeah. going to need around the spine, especially, you know, a hooker. If he can't get um, Harry Grant to stay, um, he's going to need a genuine nine at the club. That's not going to come cheap. And he's going to need a genuine halfback, be it Brooks or someone replacing Benji or Reynolds. Yeah, so definitely. He's going to need big coin for those two. So he needs to find out who to keep, who to hang on to. He's definitely going to need a half because Reynolds' contract ends soon and Benji's going to retire soon. So yeah, that's what I think was going on there. And Brooks has never been dropped before. So this is going to be a test as to how willing he is to fight for his mm-hmm. spot mm-hmm. and whether this is going to make him a better player or not. If he's going to be the sort, sit there and sook about it, then we may never see him again. But if he's going to have the balls to put in and work hard to get his spot back, you never know. This dropping may actually be the best thing for him. Yeah, and like I like what he's done with the forward pack. The forward pack is now younger, it's bigger, and it actually like you don't look at them and think, "Oh, we're and uh, uh, like how many years have we seen you go against the West Tigers and they're like, well, our forwards are bigger than theirs." Exactly. And it, that now it, it's not like that anymore. Finally, they look like they've got a sizable, good young forward pack. Um, and outside backs are a dime a dozen. You can sort that out. But then you've got that, as you say, the halves and the hooker issue. And if that's the one issue at the club and they've got money to spend, you can buy a way out of that problem. Well, and the issue, I, I think the biggest issue the club's got at the moment um, in the starting lineup is their centres. Yeah, but and like centres in the NRL... You can sort that as well. Like, I know, but how many clubs are spending more money on centres than the West Tigers? And look oh, what the West Tigers are getting in return. Yeah. You know, um, Moses and Bai's defence on the weekend was disgusting. Mm-hmm. He was lost. Mm. He'd rush up 
and he'd get there way too late and just leave his winger isolated. And the other times he'd hang back, and then the winger would have to come up and take take the you know, opposition inside man, and then Moses and Bayer would be trying to make a cover tackle on someone who's pretty much already going to score. Yeah. He's lost. Yeah, he He's is. defensively hopeless in, at centre. I don't know why they put him there. He's obviously brought to the club to be a half, and he doesn't have any playmaking ability to warrant getting picked ahead of even Josh Reynolds there, let alone Benji Marshall or Luke Brooks. And he's on a million bucks a year. It's crazy. So, and made captain. I don't I, and I don't understand that. Like, I guess it's just, at some point, I guess Maguire thinks to himself, man, if, if I, and there's a few teams that are in this position, if you drop everyone that's absolutely terrible and is on massive money, like, who have you got left to replace them? And, it, you know, it's costing them right now. It, the good thing is that every year that goes past, he gets closer to the end of his contract. It'll be interesting to see what he's on next time, if he's a first grader. Yeah. Uh, I think the uh, the Tigers team next year is going to be quite a bit different to the one this year. And yeah. the year after that's going to be even more, yep. more yep. widely different. And they just need to let Maguire just don't, don't even, just let him do it. Go away. Yeah. Let him do it, you know. And I think that's one of the problems that the Bulldogs have had, is that they've... Well, let's they've be honest. What they've done with Dean Pay is nothing short of disgusting. I agree. Picked him up at a time when the club was an absolute shit show. Mm-hmm. They've not been able to get any genuine talent to the club. Mm-hmm. And sure, they're coming last right now. They've only had one win for the year. And they're not really in a lot of games. But... You know, what the hell is he supposed to do with the squad he's got? And next year, he's looking like he's actually going to be the first year where he could have actually had a proper salary cap to work with, with money in the bank to actually go out and buy some players and build a good squad. Mm-hmm. And this is what they do. He's been through the absolute worst his clubs to, you know, dealt with in many years. And this is how he gets repaid. Yeah. And like they would have had to have sold him on this is long term. We'll be loyal to you. We understand there's going to be a really rough run of it. I just look at the players he's got and the talent that he's got. And I keep on saying the word talent because that's what it comes down to. He's getting way more out of this team than they deserve to get out of this team. I think they're playing above themselves because this is like a this is a this is a reserve grade team. This is a New South Wales Cup team with a couple of first graders in it. And some of the first graders, I mean, you look at. Uh, Watini Zelezniak, he's playing like fucking garbage. He should be embarrassed with how how he's playing right now. Um, their highest paid player in foreign, if you get 60% of the games out of him, you are way ahead because he's so injury prone. They, and there's only him in the halves. Like, they haven't got another half. I'll tell, forward... you, I'll tell you what, though. Mm. Luke Thompson had a pretty impressive debut. I mean, he was, he was a bit... Uh... A bit loose cannonish at times. I, I don't mind that from a forward. He's, if he can just be taught how to contain it a little bit better, I think he's got the right style to suit um, playing in the forwards in the NRL. So long as he doesn't burn himself out, because he was ripping in at you know, 100 mile an hour all game. Whether he can do that week to week is another thing, but I, I, I wasn't disappointed with his first hit out. I thought he was unremarkable. And just, you know, he fit in well with the Bulldogs pack. 
just another player. Ah, uh, I didn't mind him. I thought he was all right. <laughs> um, I hope they haven't paid heaps for him. Do we know how much they paid for him? No, but I mean, if they if all they had to do was pay more than whatever a Super League club was paying for him, he wouldn't be on much. Good. <laughs> he, he's he's going to earn it. Um, we've got some other news here. Charlie Staines scores four tries on the weekend in his debut. First time did, since Jordan Atkins did it for the Titans in 2008. Did you see the... Uh, I, I, I went into your realm, into the statistics. Did oh, you yeah. see the stats I put out? What did you put out? Well, if if he goes on to play 300 first-grade games, he's going to score 1,200 tries <laughs> in his career, which would be a record. So he's on track. He's on track. Yeah. Well, to be honest, he's only, got to, he's only got to play about 160 games and he'll smash the record. Yeah, exactly. That makes it easy. Yeah, and so and that would be the uh, world record for tries uh, right. in a top grade. That's, that's true too. So, yeah, and that, so I found that impressive. Um, very happy to say, man, the Panthers are good this year. The Panthers are good. Imagine being the, the first player to score 80 tries in a season in the NRL. Be all right, hey. I mean, he yeah. can still he can do it. Uh, well, he's uh, is he getting dropped this week because he, uh, he he is being dropped this week because yeah. he decided to, I think probably to celebrate. He was apparently had ten people in his house after the game last week. What a monster! And uh, he's uh, apparently he's going to be hauled over the coals for breaching COVID protocols. You know, it's yeah. really funny. Yeah. Same game Tyrone May has taken part in. And this young bloke gets a ban because he celebrated with his family. Fucking yeah. rugby league is so dumb sometimes. Yeah. Uh, Penrith are just full of rebels. You got Clear in his TikTok video dancing around. Mm-hmm. Wearing a hat backwards. Stains celebrating with his family after a good game. Good Mate, game. There's a real... There's the a real gra- you mean the problem. greatest game an outside back has ever had in the history of the sport? There's a real attitude problem at Penrith. Stop yeah, being the- happy. I know, right? <laughs> this is weird. I'm finding it really weird. There's not this uh, soul-crushing depression that surrounds the team. I, I just don't understand it. I mean, even even Ivan Cleary was smiling the other week. I'm just yeah. confused. He's been blowing kisses and got hauled over the coals for that by fans. Yeah. So I've got a bad feeling. and I think you know where I'm going to go with this. Mm-hmm. But the NRL is going to say, look, Penrith, we can't have you being happy like this all the time. Mm-hmm. We're going to put you under a um, a misery advisor, and we're going to bring back Matthew Elliott. He's not going <laughs> to be coaching. He'll just be at the club to make sure everyone starts being miserable again. Well, didn't the misery advisor recently leave the Panthers because he wasn't needed anymore? Yeah, that, that's why you've got to bring another one in. Plus, you're getting okay. rid of Trent Barrett as well. So, you know, there's too much happiness going on at the club. I know. You need he, to bring something in to balance it out. You need the yin and the yang. You know, everyone, I, and nobody said it to me, because I've been saying on Twitter, like, Trent Barrett's fucking terrible, fucking terrible idea for the Bulldogs. They should all get their head red, bunch of morons. But I waited for someone to say, oh, he's coaching at Penrith, because I was going to say, I'll fucking drive him to Belmore. I will pack fucking gloves and a mask and the fucking eyeliner and some I'll pens. drive that cunt to Belmore myself. Some pens and some chairs. Yeah, pens, chairs, stationery, anything else he needs. I'll take him there. <laughs> it's, um, I can't believe of all the coaches that are available, that's the one they want. <laughs> you know, the funny thing is, okay, uh, I made a, uh, 
I made a joke about it today, and it was. Remember, it was only a few weeks ago the Bulldogs said they were going to be looking at the likes of Wayne Bennett and Craig Bellamy. Yeah. And the first coach they get linked to is Trent fucking Barrett. Trent Barrett. And and the funny thing is, like, I, I've seen Bulldogs fans blowing up at Dean Pay, and we've both talked about it. Like, what do they expect him to do with what he's got? And then they get linked to Trent Barrett. And I saw a couple of them like, oh, it'll be good to have a, a good young coach. And I'm thinking, well, you know, I guess he is younger than most coaches. And then... Like, I saw somebody saying, oh, at least we're not getting linked to really old coaches like Jeff Toovey. And I'm thinking to myself, he's not that much older than fucking Trent Barrett. What are you talking about? And and then I saw somebody saying, um, oh, Jeff Toovey and Hook, uh, Anthony Griffin, they have losing records. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm pretty sure they got winning records as NRL coaches. And, uh, like, they're going to be very disappointed with Trent Barrett. They're going to be very, very disappointed. And... I, I just can't believe that a club would be that fucking stupid. How do you be that dumb? Look, just look at his record. Look at his time at the Seagulls. Look at how it ended with all the fucking drama he carried on with. And you just got to say to yourself, why do you want that at the club? I hate having him at Penrith. I I genuinely cannot see, out of everything that's available out there as a coach, they think that's the best option. I, I don't get it. Like, Anthony Griffin's off contract. Yeah. I mean, he regularly got teams into the finals. And yet, no. They about, don't look at pick, him. Okay, let's pick the most outrageous left field choices to take over who would be better than Trent Barrett. Wayne Pierce. The Walk. The Walk. Is he still alive? <laughs> I'm pretty sure the walk's still alive, but I would take the walk. Um, I've got to go a bit more left field. Okay. Can I pick someone that's never coached before? Yes. All right. Um, James Hooper. Oh, come on, man. Mate, he knows how to yell. Yeah, that's a good point. That's something that Trent Barrett probably doesn't do. Sure. No, I, I, I doubt that Trent Barrett does. If Nathan Brown slapped you on the sideline... What would you do? Slap him back. Fuck yeah. <laughs> you fucking reel back and punch him right in the face. <laughs> you don't just stand there like a dope. Fancy, fancy having a small, broken hooker smacking you in the face and you just cop it like a bitch. Mate, can you imagine if somebody did that to Mark Iyer? <laughs> <laughs> he'd, 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 still be, he'd still be in jail. <laughs> They'd have to surgically remove his hand from inside the, the face of the person he just hit. <laughs> There's still goo on it. Oh, shit. Oh, man. Trent Barrett. I can't. No. I, there was nothing he did at Manly with the talent he had available there that said to me he was a good coach. And you know what? The fact I that Bez Hasler, who is not known for his playmaking genius, he's a, no. he's a stats and analyst type guy. Mm. Much like the same mould as Anthony Seabold. Mm. He goes in there and he immediately takes him from second last to being in the finals. Just bang like that. With less talent. Yeah. With the salary cap restrictions, everything's in place as well. He gets I a guy... He literally gets a guy out of his car that's asleep. <laughs> gives him some fucking chicken McNuggets. And that's the best addition they had. That's it. Fuck, man. 
It just it's a mind blowing. These people are professionals. They earn money fucking making these decisions. And I don't just done like there must be some of these player managers must just be incredible at what they do because they must sit down and say, listen, I got Trent Barrett. And they say, you fucking stupid man. And by the time they're finished talking about Trent Barrett, they've convinced somebody that, you know what? You're right. Fucking Trent Barrett's the man for the job. You remember when he was a player? Let's go with that. Yeah. Not not his entire career, just the bit where he was playing for Australia and actually reasonably a good player. Just remember that bit. That's what we're going to bring to the club. That successful part of it. Yeah. Yeah. He's got so much experience as a player. Yeah. So much success as a player. <laughs> it's mad. So uh, in the meantime, before Trent Barrett gets properly announced, the Bulldogs are going to have Steve Georgialis as coach. Poor Steve Georgialis, my former math teacher in, in high school. He just gets the job when they sack somebody that is just losing every game. And, uh, I mean, Steve Georgialis, many people don't know this, he's an international coach with great success. Oh, yeah. He's One won 68.8% of his games as an international coach for Greece. Yeah. 16 games, 11 wins. One of the great coaches in the international rugby league history. He got them to a World Cup. Yeah. They've never been to a World Cup before. He got them there. And it's illegal to play rugby league in Greece. And he still did it. He still got it done. Yeah. What a man. Incredible. And yet, and yet Trent Barrett's better than that, apparently. Oh, man. How does that work? <laughs> I, I've got no idea. I, I just... I hope Dean Pay gets another shot. He probably deserves it. Um, he should never have taken that job. I think if you're a quality coach, you're better off waiting. You're better off going some... You're better off doing your apprenticeship under a really good coach and then just waiting for the right opportunity because you will get one eventually. Much like Adam O'Brien did. Like yeah. He waited until Nathan Brown had fixed up you know, the surrogate mess and the roster issues and got him through that horrible period of losses and just turns yep. up and Newcastle are playing good footy again and he's got a pretty easy clean slate to work with. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. I mean, Steve Georgialis too. The, the worst thing about his NRL career as a coach is he had to take over from Matthew Elliott's mess. Yeah, exactly. And like, I remember at the time there was talk about who the Panthers will get as a coach and, and all that sort of stuff. And, there were some people that were like, he should be given a shot at it. And, and I was like, at that point, I would have taken anyone after Matt Elliott, to be honest with you. But um, then they ended up going after Ivan Cleary, which I think was a good decision that they made till Ivan got tired, apparently. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and then that he was had a, a rest. He does, he does get weary. Yeah. Because, yeah. Fuck. Shit, cool. Anyway. How long did it take before he started getting tired? Was it three years, four years? I don't four was years. It, was it four years that he was? Yeah. And that, then he got tired. And yeah, then four, Hawk, four years and he got tired. So he's uh, if the Panthers are smart, mm. they'll feed him nothing but like Red Bull, V, mm. Monster drinks, all in that third year. Just keep him going, keep him awake. Yeah, there's uh, no. They dose. just need to no dose. <laughs> what is no dose anyway? It's a tablet to keep you awake. I know, but what's in no-dose? I bet it's just caffeine. Oh, it's probably just cocaine. Imagine that. Nah, I know it's not. It's Le- legal not cocaine. Because uh, all the NRL players would be like, oh, I just fucking took no-dose, man. 
<laughs> That'd be the way around it. It would be, yeah. Um, what news we got here? Oh yeah, there was a brief brief suggestion during the week last week mm-hmm. that Peter Vlandis was was considering looking at refs feeding scrums. I don't know how serious it was, mm-hmm. but it's funny enough to include here. Yeah. I don't know what reality Peter Volandis lives in, but man, it must be fun. I, I just want whatever he's on. <laughs> it's like uh, self-censoring. Yeah. Anyway, that, that was just a nonsense idea. Yeah, um, it really was so dumb. So there's there some was... really dumb ideas floating around in rugby league still. Uh, it's funny because I'm seeing lots of journalists saying, "Oh, you know." I was the only print journalist at the game today, and it's just a sad time. And it's like, nah, it's not a sad time. These are the good old days. You're all getting sacked, you bunch of fucking pricks. <laughs> um, well, I don't know how serious Flandies was. There was a serious suggestion put forward by Paul Kent last night in that seven minutes I was watching NRL 360. Mm-hmm. And what was it? Um, it was pretty clear that Kent has no interest in referees anymore because he said that we should just get rid of the bunker and let the players decide whether a try has been scored or not. What? <laughs> <laughs> so the players... <laughs> so, so players no, they've, just... got, they've got to agree. The defending players and the attacking players, so two different teams worth of players, they've all got to agree that it was a try. He's a fucking idiot. <laughs> so a fucking every idiot. Game, every game will be just... It'll be like rugby union. Every game will just be decided by field goals and penalty goals, and that's it. <laughs> There'll be God, no try man. ever scored in rugby league ever again. Never. Never, ever, ever. Oh, man. They used to come up with some silly shit. I, uh, I had people getting in touch with me um, over the last 24 hours saying that somebody on there was was saying that um, DCE become an origin player under Trent Barrett. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> that, was, that was buzz. Yeah, these fucking idiots don't even watch the game. <laughs> It's funny how they were so quick to lay the boot into Barrett when he was coaching Manly to, you know, suggest that he should go because all they want is players and coaches to be sacked all the time so they've got news. Yeah. And as soon as Barrett comes up, you know, in the talk for a new job, they're singing his praises to get him back in there again. <laughs> yeah, they just love fucking drama. But it's really weird when you see, like, these commentators and even the halftime, like, when they go back to the halftime thing and stuff, and it's really clear that they don't, fucking know what they're talking about or that they just they have no and feel for the game is something that you know i think gets brought up by people that are basically backhand and someone saying oh you don't really know rugby league there but these people really don't have a feel for what happens in real life let alone a rugby league game and some of the stupid stuff they come out up with like you know now the challenge thing doesn't work properly and now the video bunker like there were people that were arguing against decisions on the weekend that were 100% correct and yeah. I, I was like why are these people getting upset over a, a, a decision that was just black and white correct it's really weird it's been amusing to seeing how so many people that were opposed to two referees mm-hmm. and were refs folding all the time mm-hmm. they finally got their way with one referee and it only took them a few weeks but they yeah. start laying the boot into the referee and how bad they are at what they do. Yep. Um, yep. Phil Gould's the worst of them. We're going to say that for another time. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so without going into that area there, another bit of news was the NRL is looking at moving all teams to Queensland as mm. we've had a 
small case, which you've alluded to earlier, of um, coronavirus breaking out in southwestern Sydney. Yep. So the, the, the considering the idea of moving everyone up to Queensland. What yeah. happens when Queensland gets an outbreak? Where are we moving to then? Oh, then we go to Perth. Perth? Yeah. No, we can't go to Perth. They didn't go to the seven. Or they didn't go to the nines. We could go to uh, South Australia, just shut its borders. Um, we could go to Vanuatu. <laughs> Hawaii? Yeah, fucking Hawaii. I'm up for that. You know, the uh, the UFC can have Fight Island, and we can just have Rugby League Island. Yeah. I'm still looking forward to when uh, we, you, me, and uh, fucking Livermore go over to Fiji and start looking for Fijian wingers. That's going to be good fun. Yeah, that'll be good. Yeah. Be a quick process. You, you, done. Let's go. Yeah. Hey, you and you, get on the plane. Can you run? Yeah, good. Job how done. Good the, how we good are the Fijian wingers playing right now? They're everywhere. Yeah. And they're brilliant. I love them. Um, now, another bit of news that's come up today is that apparently the Warriors have told Adam Blair that he's free to leave the club at the end of the season. Oh, wow. How good is 2012? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, fuck, man. At least they're uh, trying to get rid of players. Hey, like, people I, people are going to be blowing up about it, but the Warriors are shit, and they've got to change things and, you know, get rid of them now. Well, at the moment, Adam Blair is 34 years old. Yep. He's played 320 NRL games, 51 mm-hmm. tests. Mm-hmm. Who would buy him? West Tigers. No, they're not going there again. Uh, the only players the West Tigers will sign for a second stint are wingers. Yeah. <laughs> Jason Moody, um, Pat Richards. I keep waiting for them to fucking pull Pat Richards out of Cotton Wool, wherever he is. Yeah, they'll bring him back. Yeah. Wrap up his knee, he'll be fine. He kicks off so well. How oh, can yeah. you not have him in the side? Stunning. I'm not going to hate on him. He scored a try in the grand final that we won. Fucking Irish, my ass. <laughs> so who, who do you reckon would take on Adam Blair? I can just see Mal Maniga talking himself into it up there. I was just thinking Titans. Yeah, Titans. He's a, he's such a Titan. Oh, He's never played for the Titans, but like he should just unofficially be a Titan anyway. Yeah, I think he needs one year there. I could see uh, the Broncos also being moronic enough to be like, you know what? We need some experience in our forward pack. True. You know, he go, I oh, think, cute. you know what? He could play back row. Oh, I think someone needs to take him on for next year just so he can get to 350 games. Cause that, that would be him just trolling everybody else in the rugby league. It is crazy when you look at his, like them, cause they're records, you know? And when you look at them records, like he could, literally end up being the most capped international player of all time. And one of, I mean, the most capped, I guess, forward outside of a hooker of all time. Oh, man. It's amazing. It really is. Like, you've got to be impressed by that. The next question is, if the Warriors get rid of Blake Green, which is supposedly on the books, and Adam Blair... Mm-hmm. Um, apparently there's a few other players, more older players who've been there for a while who are who could potentially be on their way out as well. I'm guessing Hiku and Beal. Yeah. Um, who are the Warriors going to chase? They're going to have a bit of money to spend. 
hopefully they're looking at their junior development and they've got some youngsters that are coming through that they no feel chance. so can get the job no done. No chance. Yeah. They'll, be, they'll be signing someone from another club. They will look to, first of all, they probably have their eye on some English fullback or halfback that they're going to pay a world record fee for because that's what they do. And he will come in with the English coach that they will probably get who has a fantastic record in Super League. So Mackinson's coming over. Mackinson. Imagine, oh, man, can you imagine that? Can you imagine him trying to stop fucking Sevo? <laughs> Wait, he'll use his golden boots and get the job done. Don't you worry. If, man. Like he... You get Mackinson on one wing and Ryan Hall on the other and put Fusatua and Marmolo in the centres. <laughs> Oh, by the way, how about Ryan Hall? He's going great, isn't he? Yeah. Did you see when he almost scored on the weekend and that was a forward pass? <laughs> I was actually cheering for him to score because, like, he hasn't scored a game. He hasn't scored a try yet in nine first grade games. No. And the guy on the other wing playing, like, his first grade. <laughs> was it his first game? His first game. With, uh, sorry, it wasn't his first game, no. He's played a few games before, but it was his first game in quite a few weeks. I think he Dang. played the first week or two. Oh, there you go. And he scored like four tries or five tries or something like that. Big back then, five. Yeah, and you could see them trying to get Ryan Hawley's try, and then it was a forward pass. And I had people saying to me, like, because I'm like, Ryan Hall, it's fucking terrible. But I had uh, English fans, because English fans are really getting into me lately, and I don't know why. And I'm saying how terrible Ryan Hall is. And they're like, oh, he should have turned up like seven years ago and all this shit, and he just needs more opportunity and... It's like, shut up. <laughs> Fucking idiots. More opportunity. He went to the wrong club if he wants an NRL opportunity. I mean, that Roosters back line is absolutely star-studded. But, like, he's playing in the Roosters back line. Yeah. He can't score a try. What more does he want? Maybe he should have went to the Bulldogs. Yeah. He, maybe he, they'll pick him up. Maybe he'll score, like, a bunch of tries next year when he signs for the Titans. Mm. Although I've heard that he's going to Toronto next year. Toronto, well, that's probably true. Yeah, we Toronto, need to get... Toronto have had their asses saved by uh, the RFL saying that they're not going to have relegation this year. Yeah. So they're primed to take to make some big-name purchases to try and improve themselves. We need to get Eric Perez on here, which we can do. We can, and we've, got we the, to... we've got the sway now. Yeah, we do. Uh, biggest rugby league podcast in the world. There, I said it. Um. And we need to say to him, listen, Eric, whoever's making the personnel decisions, you got to send them to British Columbia where they do not allow any hunting of brown bears anymore. It's illegal. You just send them in there. That's it. That's it. That's it. You should be hiring. We should, we should charge a consultancy fee for that sort of work. Well, he's a billionaire. Yeah, so he doesn't, he doesn't I mean, 10, 20 million? That should be the starting price, I think, we should put out there. Yeah, just start, start the negotiations there. We'll probably yeah. try and drop it a bit lower. And then we... Uh... Because, we're, because we're good people, we might drop it down to seven or eight million each. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and we'll, we'll uh, do it teamwork style. That's right. Because you know what? Diffusion of responsibility. <laughs> That's exactly right. That's how our board works. This sounds fantastic. That needs to be the, uh, the, the uh, title for the episode too. Diffusion of responsibility. <laughs> Yeah, we can do that. Write that down. Um, <laughs> now, one last story, just for a bit of a laugh. Yeah. 
Um, Fox Sports have got an article saying, please explain, in quotation marks, seething Tigers demand answers over baffling contrast in Latrell and Lailua bands. Yeah, that's a good one. Like, I think that the fact that they're two completely different circumstances, completely different games, completely different acts, I would guess that has something to do with it. Yes. Let's put them in perspective, okay? So the Joe Lua one was where he put a coat hanger on Dylan Edwards. Yeah. About 45 minutes after his brother got hit by an accidental but illegal high shot. Yes. Um, Latrell Mitchell... Um, put a, it looks like a, he was trying to sort of grab Josh Reynolds around the head, but it ended up being rather sloppy and he ended up punching him very gently in the jaw. Yeah. And that was within 45 seconds, less than that even, Mm -hmm. of Josh Reynolds trying to kick a ball that was on the ground and missing, having an air swing and kicking a South player in the face. Yeah. What did you so think about as, that, by the way? It's just a complete accident. It's a complete accident, but I would have put both Latrell Mitchell and Josh Reynolds in the bin for 10. Oh, really? Yeah. Because you, you cannot... You, you, the problem that referees have got is that when it comes to illegal hits and stuff like that, you cannot sit there and say, well, I think it was an accident or I think it was intentional. you just got to go, you know what? You hit him high. This is a punishment. I don't care if it's an accident or not. And I'd have had, I'd have sent them both off for ten minutes because they both hit a player in the face. See, I, I would have, not, I would have had nothing that happened against Josh Reynolds. It was just a complete accident. He's kicking for the ball and a Canterbury player, uh, not a Canterbury player, um, South player, South player. Is, that's it. So South yeah, and Canterbury, there is, the there same is a rule in place. Team. There is a rule in place. I think, I think some people would like to call it the Billy Slater rule, where you cannot go. When you're defending on your own trial line, you can't slide in feet first towards a player's head when they're trying to put the ball on the ground for the same reason. You can't have people hitting other players in the face with their with your feet. But but that's but that's in a try in a try saving situation. That's a completely different situation. Well, I think I think in the long run we've got to be doing whatever we can to make sure that rules are consistent so we can't have players striking at a ball when there's a potential for someone to be hit in the face. But what happens, right, if on a fifth tackle you get a genius coach who says, listen, when you charge in, I want you to put your hands behind your back and charge in head first, okay? So he can't kick that ball because he might kick you in the face instead. And you just get, like, on the fifth tackle, you get, like, five forwards just charging at Luke Brooks with their head down, like their <laughs> hands behind there, and they just, like, and you're just trying not to kick them in the face. <laughs> <laughs> I like it, but uh, I don't think any player other than Russell Packer would be that stupid. See, I disagree. I think this is rugby league. <laughs> <laughs> and I wouldn't put anything past rugby league players. Well, that's true. I, ju- I just think that if... No, I think set- in a situation like this where it was pretty clear, I think even to me when I was watching the game at full speed when it actually happened, yeah. that the South player was bending over to pick that ball up. Reynolds could have pulled out of trying to kick for that ball because he, he didn't have to look to his side anywhere to see what was going on. The play was happening right in front of him. Yeah, but who... It, like, just say the South player wasn't there, right? That's it's, a completely different story. You can kick it ahead, but there is a player there. He's bent over. He's well, he should, get his, he should get his fucking goddamn <laughs> face out of the way because Josh Reynolds is about to kick the ball. 
You shouldn't be worried about being kicked in the face at any time in a game of football. If you don't want to get kicked in the face, get your fucking head out of the way. <laughs> That's my point of view. Like, if you're going to dive when somebody's running, chasing a kick through, and, and they're going to kick again, and you want to dive with your face at the ball, guess what's going to happen? You need to make a fucking a dentist appointment. That's what you need to do. As I said, that's why I think I'd have been happy if they just got 10 in the bin. No suspensions, just 10 in the bin. Latrell's is a bit different because um, it was a reaction. Yeah. Um, he should have been sent to the bin twice, Latrell Mitchell. He should have been the, sent the for that one later, and later on, on think, in the game. I think 10 minutes for the, the hit on um, Reynolds. Mm-hmm. And then he should get at least a week for the second incident. Yeah, well, I, look, I think it was a professional foul because a break had been made. Uh, he And it was a very lazy attempt, but the player had beaten him. And I think had he not hit him in the head, the player would have scored. Absolutely. And so for me, it was just a, I mean, that was a straight bang, 10 in the bin, um, real, real simple. But they didn't see it like that. No. Um, but I'd be open to Latrell being suspended for that, not for the you hit know, on Reynolds. I'd have given him 10 minutes for the hit on Reynolds because I don't think the hit had much venom in it or impact on it because Reynolds laid down to milk for a penalty and then saw the scuffle and in Reynolds' own mind sense. He sees a scuffle. He wants to be in there punching on. Yeah. So he jumped up to get involved and yeah. he was lippy at him all game after that. Yeah. I'll tell you something about Latrell Mitchell, right? Um, when when Greg Inglis played fullback, he welcomed the contact. Players tackling him, he knew he was going to get hit. It's part of being a fullback. You get tackled a lot. Latrell Mitchell needs to get this idea out of his game that players aren't allowed to tackle him because it's fucking him up. Because he gets up after every every tackle, acting like the opposition did something you know, against him. And it's like, no, nah, dude, you got tackled when you were running the football. Just fucking get on with it. Yeah. That's probably the only thing I criticise him on, is he's, he, he is sort of mucking about a bit, uh, you know, during play. Yeah. It, it's a bit of nonsense stuff. It's, it's, not, it's not impacting his game that severely, but it's stuff he could do without. Well, if, you know. you, if you're going to be a fullback and you want to run it back, guess what? You're going to get tackled. Don't fucking be surprised like somebody did something to you yeah. when you get tackled. I'm just fucking over it. I think the biggest problem I've got with it is more from a, um, a South attack thing is that when he gets up and he's you know, appealing to the referee and complaining and pushing around stuff like that, all it's doing is allowing the defensive line to get set and it mm-hmm. ruins any momentum he could have created by just getting up and doing a quick play of the ball. Exactly, 100%. That's the only issue with it. Uh, hey, by the way, mm-hmm. how good was it on the weekend when uh, the Parramatta Eels with uh, Clint Gutherson taking that quick tap while all of the Newcastle players were having a whinge at the referee and a try was scored? That was absolutely beautiful, that moment. It was. Um, and we've said it before and we'll say it again. Play to the whistle. Mm-hmm. Um, and they sit there and complain, oh, we weren't ready. I mean, that's your stupid fault. No one else's. Yeah. I'm sorry you weren't ready. Well, just, are you ready for me to run it now? Okay, I'll run it now. It reminds me of one that was scored a few years back, and I think it was Cronulla versus Canberra. Yeah. And there was some issue going on with the ball over in the corner near the sideline. Mm-hmm. And 
was the referee didn't didn't rule in Canberra's favour, and it was near Canberra's line, and the Sharks just kept going, and one of the Sharks players ran straight past two Raiders defenders who, instead of putting his arm around the Sharks player and just grabbing hold of him, which would yeah. have been all he needed to do, yeah, he just sat there looking at the referee's arms in the air, complaining, and the the Sharks player just ran through and scored a try, and the referee just awarded the try. <laughs> I went, you idiot. It's weird. It, it's um, weird when you say, but oh, it's just a, an amazing moment. It was, it was. Um, so kudos to Gutherson. Can I talk about the bet that I lost on the weekend? Yes, please do. Please do. It I put it $24 I, million, dollars, I believe. I wish. Well, <laughs> it wouldn't matter either way. Um, I put a little accumulator on for picked all the winners, right? Got to the last game. And it was still going. I would have won um, $2,400. And the Dragons turned up. And I lost. You got trolled by the Dragons. I got trolled by the Dragons. <laughs> and, I like, and I'm watching the game. And Manly looked really good. Really sharp early on. And then Daly Cherry Evans puts in his worst game by a mile ever. And I just like, what can you do? You know? <laughs> And it wasn't much I'd put on on at all. Like it was only a small amount, but it had yeah. stacked up over the weekend. And it was like, oh, I'm right in on this one. And you know the the uh, the Parramatta versus Knights game that was a little bit close, but all the other games I was super confident on. And yeah, they got got done on the last game. So you know, never mind. What do you do next time? Do you back the well this weekend? Do you back the Dragons? I think they're playing the Bulldogs. Well, yeah, because I was going to put in my my tips earlier, um, and there's some there's some games this weekend which are not not super difficult, but they could go either way, you know. Mm. So, like, let's have a look. So we got Roosters versus Raiders. You got to go to the Roosters in that one. Storm yep. versus Titans. You got to take Storm. The, uh, West Tigers versus Broncos. What the fuck do you do there? Tigers. Really? Yeah. I don't know. I'll probably go the Tigers. Dragons versus Bulldogs. Like, you, you've got to go Dragons, right? You do now. I think two weeks ago, you'd have been sitting there going, what the hell do I do now? Yeah. But, uh, uh, in the last versus... week, you had the Dragons had a big win over Manly. The Bulldogs had the, you know, got the drum with the coach now. And, and so you'd think that'd take it out of them. Yeah, uh, Rabbitohs versus Knights. I'm probably going Rabbitohs, maybe. Yeah, I'm leaning towards South. Okay. Um, Seagulls versus Eels. You've got to pick the Eels. Yeah, Parramatta. Good, yeah. Uh, Warriors versus Sharks. Oh, man. <gasps> I'm, I'm going with the Sharks. Yeah, I'll probably go with the Sharks as well in that one. And then Panthers versus Cowboys. The Panthers will win that one. Yeah. It's, a, it's an easier round to pick this week. You watch every single team that we picked will lose. I, look, I thought last weekend was super easy. Oh, no, I struggled, man. Oh, really? Did you? Yeah. I think I only got two right. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, it's so strange how, like, one one person's easy week can be another person's hard week. Because last week I was like, oh, man, everyone's going to get, like, seven or eight for this one. Yeah, no, I had a shocker. We should look at, hang on, who tipped what? I've typed in who topped what. Who, who topped top, what? Who topped what? Let's who have... spotted what? <laughs> NRL expert tips. Uh, okay, so we've got to go back around. Hang on. 
we're not the only experts in rugby league. What's going on? No, there are other ones. Okay, so I have, I have this. I don't think it's been updated yet. Hang on. Yeah, it hasn't been updated yet. So let's see if anybody. Where's my one? God damn it. Yeah, I had. We both had the Roosters. I yep. had the Warriors. You had the Titans. I had the Tigers. You had South. I had the Sharks. You had Penrith. I had the Bulldogs. You had Brisbane. Oh. We both had Melbourne. Yeah. I had. We both had Parramatta, and we both had Manly. So I got three. Okay, so very, very few people picked uh, the Dragons, except for people that don't really know how to tip anything. Or and Dragons fans. Yeah, and Dragons fans. Um, but yeah, I, I think I might have caught a lot of ground up in the tipping competition. That's interesting because yeah, I you, really did. I thought it was an easy round. About two or three weeks ago, I was miles ahead of you. Yeah. I think it was about six six tips ahead of you. Yeah. And uh, now I'm about probably four or five behind you. Oh, yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. You're I've climbed ahead of me. I'm there. I went down 18 places last week. Jesus That's Christ. That's two weeks ago. I've gone down further this week. For some reason, I always start the season slow and towards the end of it, I build up and, and go well towards the end. I think if, and I'm sure that uh, Albie's got these stats somewhere, if you looked at my um, average over the seasons, I'd be up in near the top. There was one year where I swear I put my tips in in the last round and I could have won it and I had a really good week. And for some reason, they, they hadn't got there. I was like, God damn it, because I, I could have won. Usually, I'm usually pretty good over the first, say, um, one round, mm. and then it <laughs> falls apart after that. <laughs> There's some people on this website, right, who every fucking year they're terrible. Like every fucking year they're really, really bad. And you just wonder to yourself, man, do you know anything about footy? <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, um, like like Dean Ritchie is never good. No. Phil Rothfield, never good. There's some people that are just always shit. I find it fascinating. Well, one last thing I want to raise up, speaking of mm-hmm. um, regular shit, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, a small win for the Dragons. Because if you think about it, mm-hmm. by not sacking Paul McGregor yet, mm-hmm. knowing that the Bulldogs were also under pressure to sack their coach, yes, they've kind of called the Bulldogs bluff. Yeah. And they've pulled the trigger, they've got rid of their coach, and now they've gone into the market and taken the worst available coach and former <laughs> Dragons player out of the equation as McGregor's replacement. Is that not smart management by the Dragons? That, that is pretty good. That is pretty good. You know what I found really funny is Shane Flanagan, completely anonymous, right? And then they start winning a game against the Eagles, and the fucker's up in the box, and he's <laughs> smiling, and he makes sure he's getting seen. <laughs> Fucking snake. He's gone. It's all me. It's all me, guys. Whenever yeah. we lose, point uh, fingers pointing to McGregor. But when the winds come along, all me, guys, all me. That was all me. It was so funny to see that. Um, the other thing that was pretty amusing too is um, it was revealed last week that the Broncos players took it upon themselves to do things differently. <laughs> so instead of training, they went and played. They went and played golf, and the captain's run was. Mm-hmm. Um, you could do it if you wanted to. Yep. And it put the it put Seabold in a weird spot because if it failed, then it meant that he'd he'd lost the players they were doing their own thing. Yeah. But if it worked, 
then he lost the players because doing their own thing was better than what he was doing. <laughs> yeah, it's like the less... Inf- <laughs> Listen, I've got this idea. I have less influence on them during the week. And then they win a game. It's like, wow. Okay, super coach. Oh, that was a genius play by the players. It really was. I remember when the uh, the Panthers players, there was a couple of games there under Matthew Elliott where you could just tell they decided to throw it out the window, the game plan, and they started playing their own brand of footy and they looked really good. Because <laughs> Pen- Penrith, the, the problem has never been talent at Penrith. It's always been bad management, bad coaching. So, um, yeah, it was interesting and they threw it all out the window and started playing well. And then the next week it was back to the Matthew Elliott style of five hit-ups and a kick. Mm. Oh, well, uh, the other news is... Nathan Brown has decided he's not interested in taking over from Stephen Kearney of the Warriors. Like, why would they want Nathan Brown? I don't know, but Nathan Brown told them no, so they've uh, dodged a bullet there, I guess. Holy shit, they're well, aiming maybe, high. Maybe because the Warriors are keen on Sean Wayne. Oh, Who would you rather, Nathan Brown or Sean Wayne? Nathan Brown. Yeah. <laughs> I would, so I would the Dragons are sitting there going oh we we can't have Trent Barrett we can't have Sean Wayne tick tick that does mean that Nathan Brown as a former player is the only uh, former Dragons player left available and unsigned as a coach what chance that they sign him to replace McGregor is there any is there any team in the history of rugby league that could get any more benefit than the Warriors would get if they just gave the walk a call? No. Because he would just come in, he'd be like, I don't give a fuck about any other bullshit. It's what we're going to do. We're going to concentrate on defence. We're going to play some good percentages. I want a fucking halfback. Not you, you cunt. <laughs> I want a real halfback. And, and he would make them... They'd hate his guts. They'd fucking hate his guts. I don't think they'd do much this year. But when they all eventually revolted and uh, wanted rid of him and he left, what's left over would be a much better football team. Uh, I want to say just for the press that comes out of the club. Yeah. That's it. And the stories. Ah, oh, that'd be great. That'd be fantastic. Really? Now, good. uh... I think that's pretty much it for today. Yeah, we've done well. Uh, yeah, it's nice real. having you back. It's it, good to it, be back. Yeah, it's cool. Um, and we're gonna we're gonna be smashing them out. Yeah. The COVIDs, the COVID diaries, we'll call them. That's right. This is this is episode one. There's probably going to be about fifty episodes this week. <laughs> um, but just so everyone knows, we're very very close to our episode two hundred. None of you have given us any uh, suggestions for what we should do for episode two hundred yet. So you know, hurry up. We're only you know, I'm off for a whole week. And where, you know what? The episode's going to come quick and fast. Exactly. That's what she said. Um, we're going to do an episode where we just do reader emails, and that's coming up very soon. So, and there's a bunch of emails where you don't forget your emails, right? So get your emails in, podcast at leaguefreak.com. Get your emails in, ask us anything. Can be about footy, can be not about footy, whatever you want to ask, just ask it. And we will uh, we will answer them in a dedicated episode. Absolutely. Um, actually, there was something I wanted to read out quickly too. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a, something that was 
we were, we were looking at doing it at the start of the year. Okay. We got contacted by by um, a bloke. I think it was Adam Collier, and he was saying that he was he was planning to propose to his missus. Oh yes. On our on our podcast, mm-hmm. we went. Um, all right then, no worries. We'll get you on to do that, mm-hmm. and we're waiting for him to to get the right time to do it. Yeah. And then I must have slipped his mind. He went and proposed to her, and she said yes anyway. Nice. Um, and we got a message on Sunday. Yeah. From from uh, his fiance. Yeah. Uh, Georgia Catoni. Okay. And she said, um, um, hi there. You don't know me. Well, apparently you know of me. Adam mm-hmm. Collier, who can only imagine is your biggest fan, tells me he'd spoken to you about proposing to me via your podcast earlier this year. Laughing emoji. Although it didn't end up being via the podcast, he did ask and I did say yes. Perhaps a strange request, but it's his birthday on Saturday the 18th of July. Any chance you could give him a little happy birthday shout out? Happy birthday to Adam Collier. <laughs> happy, birth- happy birthday, Adam. I hope you, hope you and your, your beautiful wife-to-be have a wonderful day on Saturday. Hope you wonderful, wonderful day. What's 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 his wife to be's name? Georgia. Georgia. It's his birthday. You know what that means. Yeah, you can't go outside. (laughs) Yeah, no one, no one is allowed to go anywhere. Okay, we're all under lockdown. You know, you, you bake him a cake. I think he deserves you to bake him a cake, right? And just make it the most special day because he's a special man and you'll be a special couple together for the rest of your lives and yeah make it an awesome day hope you have an awesome day adam give you some steak for lunch yeah and then a massive lamb roast for dinner yeah and uh what for dessert what should he have for dessert Ooh, self-censoring so so difficult <laughs> um, how about a uh, cheesecake? Cheesecake would be good. Yeah, there you go. We we kept that rather well behaved. Yeah. So uh, congratulations to to Adam and Georgia, um, and happy birthday to you too, Adam. Hope you have a good one, mate. Yeah, so it's, it's awesome to hear from people that enjoy the podcast and like you know. I guess we become part of their routines and stuff like that. And it's cool that uh, you know, it's like a little community we're building here of like-minded people and degenerates. Yeah. It's fan- Degenerate. fantastic. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, if you want to get in touch with us, you can always go onto Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, give us a follow over there at Fergo Freak Pod. Drop us a line. Happy to have a chat about anything you've got to, uh, to chat about. Check us out on Instagram at Fergo Freak Pod. Uh, we're on Facebook, obviously. We're on YouTube. Check out the channel over there. Subscribe. We've got all the all the episodes um, in different folders over there as well, so you can check mm-hmm. out just the history ones or the interviews or the guests. Um, same things in place over at the uh, Fergo and the Freak website. Yeah, you can go to the website, check it all out, check the history episodes, check out the guest episodes, check out every other episode we've ever done, um, and you can see all of our social media links on there too, so that's pretty handy. Fantastic. Um, if you want to drop us an email before we do our next episode, you can email us at podcast at leakfreak.com. There you go. Send us a, a line there and we'll read them out and we'll uh, have a chat about whatever you want us to talk about, I guess. 
Yeah, or you can even go to the website, uh, com and go to the contact section. You can get through to us through there as well. Even better. Uh, thanks for tuning in, everyone. We'll catch us all in episode 199 coming up soon. 198. That too. Right, this is in episode 200. Hey, yeah. we'll even catch you in episode 471. The next episode that you listen to will be there. That's right. I think I covered my ass there. You did. Beautiful. See ya. <laughs>